everyone and welcome back to the Everyone's a Critic podcast with your girl Queenie and your boy Kojo, where we unpack TV shows and movies because we feel like it. Kojo, what are you saying? What are you telling me? What's up? Queenie, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been in the chair. It's been a while since I've seen you on this side of the screen. Yeah, um, But I'm excited for the TV show that we're talking about today, which I mean is evident by the, by the title and the thumbnail, I'm sure. It's not, not really a secret. Yeah, it's not, it's not really a thing. It's not really a secret, but um, but no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. Glad to, glad to be back on the airwaves, you know, talking about the things that we love, the things that we love to watch, and also the things that the community loves to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we're coming back with a bang. We're back with a bang. Right. Biggest just show like, out right now. Honestly, just like the Game of Thrones franchise itself came back with a bang. Yeah. We're talking about House of the Dragons today. Come on, let me get out. Like a like a like a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of come back with a bang in the vein of Game of Thrones, I'm just gonna say like now I'm glad they cl- they kept the theme song. I'm glad they kept the theme song. That is no, too iconic. It's too 100%. iconic. Like that. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Shout out! To, I forgot his name. I remember I saw it on Wikipedia today. I forgot his name. But mm. shout out to you, my friend. Whoever you mm. are out there, you're just collecting coins, and I love that for you. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're, we're unpacking House of the Dragon. We're gonna do a whole season recap discussion. So, um, you know, the, the final just came out yesterday. Um, what well, actually the final just came out a few, not even a full day ago. Um, so as opposed to kind of doing episode breakdowns, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the whole season from start to end. What's up, Greeny? I was just going to say, sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but um, you said it came out not even a day ago, but it did leak. <laughs> it did leak. I don't know about that. <laughs> it did leak. Now, yeah, you know, it did. You know, we're not going to incriminate anybody here. Um, no, we would never do that. We would, right? never do that. we would never do that because we're all amazing people here. Um, you know, all by the book people here. So that's fine. Um, uh-huh. but the episode did leak, and I'm just gonna leave that there. It did, it did. That's some of good. us, some of us had access to it before others, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what in terms of format, so the way we're gonna approach this, we'll, we'll talk about the story and the characters as a whole. Um, we're not gonna get into book spoilers because neither of us have read the book, anyways. and um, very much enjoying just the TV show as is. So please keep any book spoilers out of the comments. Um, don't ruin the experience for other fans. But we are going to talk about, you know, again, the characters as a whole, um, the flow of the season, the narrative of the season, and where we see it heading for future seasons, given that it's been green for at least four seasons, as far as George R. R. Martin is concerned. He said it needs at least four seasons to flesh yeah. things out. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to have Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon around for a few more years. Yeah. Um, it's so I'll, I'll do a quick recap of the story and, and Queenie, feel free to jump in as and when. Sure. Um, but I mean, as I was trying to think through, you know, when we say House of, when we say the story, where to begin, it's tough. There's. As as with any ensemble show, there's layers upon layers upon layers and intersecting characters and things yeah. spiral to where they spiral to. And they all have the same name. Like, let's 
Let's we'll, get we'll, 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 we'll get into it. We'll get into ego one, two, three. Like, like there's Rhaenyra. Anyway. There's, there's, I'm even saying names wrong. Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, Rhaenys. Rhaenys. Yeah. Come on, let's Viserys. Viserion. Generis. Oh, anyway. We'll, we'll, I don't we'll, know any of their names. So just right. I'll let you know now. I'll be saying thing one, thing two, and you'll just have to understand <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay? Um, then you're going to try and tell me to learn dragon names. Come on, get out of here. No. One step at a time. But what, what I decided, I think, in terms of how, how I'll approach this, is maybe I'll start from the beginning. I'll start with, like, a major theme and then see where it goes from there. Um, I, I think the overarching theme of this season and probably the whole show, to some degree, is, that, is, is looking at the women kings, like the women who are never crowned. Yeah. Um, and the struggles about, you know, being a woman in this world and, you know... In, in a very patriarchal world and being told, you know, you can't be queen or king. I'm going to use those terms interchangeably, so forgive me. But you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. lead um, because of your gender. So yeah. anyway, the show begins with, you know, Rhaenys and Viserys. Uh, Viserys is, you know, the, the current king who's now passed, but is current king. Um, and uh, Rhaenys is his cousin. Um, and uh, essentially, Rhaenys, you know, there's there's a succession battle between Rhaenys, who's, who's the direct descendant of Jaehaerys, the outgoing king, yeah, um, and Viserys, who Viserys, who is his nephew, and in the end, instead of going down the direct line of succession from Jaehaerys to his daughter Rhaenys, it goes to Viserys. Yeah. Um. So she becomes Rhaenys becomes a queen who was never was. Um. That leads us to the modern day Viserys has been you know ruling Westeros for, for for years he's known as Viserys the peaceful you know he's not into wars he's a he's a good dude actually on that note so let's 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 pause here for a second let's talk about it let's pause here for a second I am surprised I am pleasantly surprised to have a good quote-unquote king in this world and I enjoyed it because yeah. the whole time I'm like ah uh, it starts off firstly with him allowing or encouraging giving the go-ahead for his wife to essentially die in childbirth. Um, yeah, that was a wild. So I'm like, oh, you're not a good dude. And actually, to be honest, using terms like morale, like good and bad, probably it's Game of Thrones, everyone's kind of all over the place and, you know, self-interested. Yeah. Um, so good and bad probably doesn't apply. But then it's all relative. At the end of the day, I'm like, I compare him to Joffrey, to, Baraf- to Rob Baratheon, to... Daenerys to the other kings we've seen in this world to the Mad King and I'm like oh you know you weren't so bad yeah you weren't yeah, so yeah, bad. yeah if we were gonna rank you you wouldn't be at the bottom no you I mean you yeah. clearly love your daughter you know you're not into you you're, you do you do everything you can to prevent war like he didn't want to go to war in the Stepstones he didn't want to permit Damon yeah. and uh Corlys Valerion mm-hmm. to go and war the crab king crab the crab people um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab people, weird. Anyway, the crabs. Um, like he he really just wanted to maintain peace in the realm, and I kind of appreciate him for that because you see, the moment he does die, all hell breaks all loose. Hell breaks loose instantly. The fabric, the glue. You see how he was the glue holding everything. He was the glue holding the realm together. Yeah. The moment yeah. he's gone, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just to just to go off that as well, like, um. Shout out to him, man. Like there was some t- there was a there was a point in the show where I was like, okay, are you gonna die or not? Like, are you gonna die or not? Hurry up. Speed this speed this along. Hurry up. Listen, from episode <laughs> one, 
episode one, they show Casey sick. They showed Casey's not recovering from minor like ailments. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah, not, he's yeah. not, he's not, you know, he's not, his blood isn't, um, his blood isn't coagulating. So he's kind of just yeah. bleeding. They're adding maggots yeah, and everything yeah. else. I'm like, oh, you're going to die real soon. Sir, episode eight, you're still kicking eight around. Episodes. You're still, shout out, shout out to Paddy Constantine. Cause wow, that performance across those eight episodes. Yeah. Phenomenal. I yeah, yeah, salute. True. Salute, salute. I was I was there trying to figure out like oh like how how much editing had to go into this like how much of it was makeup and how much of it was like just pure editing editing like because he was looking scrawny as hell in episode eight <laughs> in, in a bad way mm, <laughs> in yeah. episode eight yeah he was yeah. he was not he was not in a good state um but shout out to him for that performance um and and yeah Viserys as a king I thought was really really yeah surprisingly solid and clearly loved his daughter Rhaenyra who essentially is like our protagonists i mean it's game of thrones house of dragons so there's always you know there's multiple protagonists depending on your perspective yeah. but she's primarily the main character that you know we the show that we, we see the show through um her eyes um she is promised or uh to succeed viserys upon his death yeah um and the realm, or Viserys has told this many, many times throughout his reign, the realm will not stand for this. Right. But everyone kind of bites their tongue. They're like, you know what? We've, we've told Viserys he doesn't want to listen. It is what it is. The moment he dies, we'll yeah. do what we want. So, yeah. And even, he, but even while he was alive, they were still planning. Like, that's what I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they knew. They, like, the moment he dies, we have our plans in place. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, crazy. So, I mean, and we'll get into that. But Rhaenyra... I did, I really, really liked, I liked, so the way this show kind of rolls in terms of the time jumps and time skips, I really liked both the actors who played uh, Rhaenyra, and um, I thought they, they, they did a phenomenal job, yeah. um, and, and seeing how this character evolves through time, and feeling that sense of closeness towards, like, you know, that, 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 that character, just because of, like, watching you grow. Um, I heard some people say the opposite. Like a lot of fans went into the time, the time jump aspects, and I think even for me, it's a bit jarring at, at times. I'm like, oh, 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 we're here, oh, we're here, oh, we're here. No, serious. I think, yeah. I think the first, the first time jump wasn't wasn't jarring because I was expecting it. Like because mm. I knew I knew it was coming. Mm. Um, but then when in one episode she has one baby, then in the next episode she has five fully grown like grown children. It's just we confused like i was mm. like oh okay this is what we're doing cool <laughs> um but i mean you catch up and they they make it easy enough to like understand you know what i'm saying like they understand that like not everyone has um read the books and stuff so you know they they tried their best with the with the time jumps and i understand why it was it was important mm. to show like where Rhaenyra was coming from in terms of her childhood and where yeah. and, like obviously they had to show like Alison and Rhaenyra yeah as friends like that was that's integral to the story yeah um so yeah. i i mean i didn't i didn't hate the time jumps like i was just i was taken aback in maybe two episodes but yeah, yeah it was calm after that same i mean you, so you you mentioned a character which uh, let's flesh out because i have one note on this character i'll circle back to um <laughs> allison allison hightower so allison is Rhaenyra's friend is implied that they're more than friends in, as well and so but essentially they're close they're close is the premise um so it makes it all the more bitter when you know as teens particularly Alison agrees or Alison marries Viserys which yeah. begins the rift between them and then um you know down the line 
when uh, Alison has Aegon and the which is Viserys's firstborn son. And then there's tension now because Alison is obviously Aegon's mom. Alison wants to protect her son, but yeah. is very well aware due to her, well, her father, Otto Hightower, is also like a power-driven figure in this world. And it's the um, king's hand at this point. It's king's hand yeah. who counsels her and tells her, look, if Rhaenyra takes the crown, your son will be the first to go because yeah. he represents a challenge to the crown. Yeah. And to be honest we as like people who are who know Rhaenyra I don't think that would ever be the case yeah however I do think Otto is smart Otto doesn't know Rhaenyra like that so he's he's, he's from his perspective he's 100% right like he, yeah. he doesn't know and from what he sees of Rhaenyra this child who's kind of just does whatever she wants doesn't care for no rules like is yeah. is really just a self-interested figure yeah like he's not he's not wrong from that perspective yeah he's, we know he's wrong because he's a shitty character but he's not wrong from that perspective um allison started an OnlyFans account question mark (laughs) question mark (laughs) because allison be selling (laughs) allison be selling the (laughs) access to the feats for one larry strong leonard strong see ya yeah i just i did i did have sorry before you go on yeah i just have one point about like Alison and Rhaenyra and like in terms of their juxtaposition yeah um and that being that Alison like you said no sorry Rhaenyra like you said is like very much I do what I want on my own time thank you very much um whereas Alison is very much by the book um clearly like raised in two very different ways um and their understandings of the world completely different to one another which is why like when they were kids that the their friendship was so like beautiful because like they mm. they were seeing two different things. Um they were looking at the same thing but seeing two different things. And then when they are older, it's the same situation. Like they're they're seeing they're seeing power, but they're witnessing it from like two very different perspectives essentially. Mm. Um, mm. And so yeah man, poor Alison like I do I feel bad for her because in her mind she's like I've done everything right. Like mm. I've done things by the book. Why am I still carrying last? Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas Rhaenyra just does whatever she wants. Whatever she wants. It's giving, it's giving Hamilton and Burr, right? It's giving I can't think of another comparison. But it's <laughs> essentially like, you know, in Hamilton, it's a, it's a similar thing where Hamilton just does what he wants. And mm. Aaron Burr is like, no, but I'm doing I'm doing everything I should be doing and I'm still not getting anywhere. Like, what's mm. up with that? Mm. So I like it. On on so on 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 regarding these two and their dynamic, um, I already posed the OnlyFans question, which I'll come back to. Yeah, Kristen, we'll Kristen, Kristen, Cole. What is up with Kristen Cole? Kristen Cole, the King's Guard who um, you know, had relations with Rhaenyra. Um, um oh yeah. Yeah, uh, relations with Rhaenyra, um, you know, and then went he, over to Alison. He he was Rhaenyra's first, and then go and then baited himself out to Alison when she didn't know what she was. It was one of those. I think in when I whenever I see this trope in most shows, it always bugs me. It's so it's cliche, but I actually enjoyed it in Game of Thrones, also House mm-hmm. of the Dragon, where you know you'd have a person who's guilty of something, and then some then someone is discussing a, a different issue. And yes. then they blurt out what you know. What they blurt. They, they they incriminate themselves unnecessarily. 
Yeah. And it's very, you see it going there, you're like, please just, just shut your mouth. <laughs> just don't say a word. But he obviously, he didn't do that. And then he ends up becoming a dog for Alison. It seems like they have something else going on between them because she does make a reference to his feelings for her. So which is yeah. why he had to, you know, act on her behalf. Um, but bro, stop killing people. Just stop. Yeah. Stop. Like- I don't know what happened to him because he, like, he was so promising like the first, like, maybe three episodes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened. Like, Renera took your virginity and suddenly, like, you're evil. <laughs> he was just moving, he just moving mad hurt. Well, I don't fair, know. To be, fair, to be fair, though, like, you know, if you've made a pledge, right, you've made a pledge, there's an episode of Rami that is relevant here, but whatever. You made a pledge um, to protect your king and country. Da 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 da. You're the queen's aide, not aide. Sorry, that's bad. Knight. Okay. Knight of the whatever years. Um, like you sworn your life. You said, "I will not take a wife. I will not have land. I will not. I will not. I will not." So many things that you promised that you said you won't do, including having sex. And then suddenly, you do it. You. you would feel robbed and bitter. You would. At who? Yourself, though. At yourself. At yourself. Sorry. Let me let me say that. Mm. At yourself. Um, which is why he then would behave in the way that he does. You know, I'm not justifying it, but I'm just saying, like, I can understand, like, why he would run himself mad. It's given. Right. It's given petulance because he killed. So he killed. Uh, I was gonna say Valerion. He killed Rhaenyra's husband's concubine. What? You know, in the in the actual wedding. No, actually, wasn't in the actual wedding. Hold on, Valerion. So there's a Valerion, Leonard Valerion, Leonor Valerion, Leonor Valerion. He Lano. killed Lano Valerian's partner when Lano Valerian's partner tried to blackmail him. They even tried to blackmail him, just insinuating he's like, hey, we're in the same situation together. Yeah, you got yeah, your yeah. thing with Renera. Ren- Ren- yeah, with, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Rhaenyra. I got my thing with, with Lano. We're seeing eye to eye. It's, uh, but then obviously he took it in one way and just killed him. Just <laughs> kill, kill, killed him at the party. Um, and then and then and, and then at the council, uh, the Green Council, when they were <laughs> meeting to find out, you know, Viserys has died, what should we do with Aegon? And then you had um <laughs> Mr. Man, who looks like who looks like Filch from uh, Harry Potter, into my seat, into my seat. Who is anyway? Um, and uh, and smashes his head into the into the table as well. And he has this look on his face, like, "Oh, why would that happen?" Like, you, sir, oh, you did that <laughs> again. Anyway, anyway, um, can we talk about Damon for a sec? We can. You know why? Because I love that man. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Firstly, if he's a psychopath, I'm going to love him. Okay? So we're going to start there. Um, Per. Damon never, like... uh, And when I say psychopath, I mean, like, when a character is so 100% unapologetically them, I'm going to need you to inject it. Like, Mm -hmm. immediately. We knew from the start who this man was. He's tired. <laughs> He's power hungry. Yep. He wants to be king. Okay, that's his that's his driving force. Um he's lusty. Is that a word? He's filled with lust. Um, 
lustful wow wow somebody give me a dictionary now <laughs> lusty <Wow. laughs> not embarrass myself in airwaves um right anyway so he's he's uh the seven bad things that you shouldn't be all of them that's what he is what what is that thing seven deadly sins there we go mm-hmm. encompassed how many letters is his name it's six, so that doesn't work. Anyway, um, <laughs> you tried. Um, I see where you're going with this stuff. Yeah, I really tried. I really tried. I really tried, but it didn't work. Um, <laughs> anyway. But Damon sounds like demon. So, thank you. This is why, I like, right? <laughs> um, so we know we know who he is, and then there was a point there in the middle. You know, where, so they're at the battle. You know, and he's just fighting. Step zones. Ooh, ooh, I said, wow, by yourself. Come on, King. I love it. Inject it. And then, um, but then he starts to like, you know, be really weird with Rhaenyra when she's like literally a child. And you're like, I, I mean, bar the fact that he's her uncle, <laughs> we'll bar that. <laughs> we'll ignore that. She's still a child. Um, and he's like low-key grooming her. It's not even low-key, it's very mm. high-key grooming mm. her. Um, you know, it was giving weird, but again, it's exactly who he is. So we're accepting it. Mm. Um and then there's a point where he's just like in full, well, seemingly in full support of Rhaenyra, right? So, you know, at this point, um, she's like, he's like, no, the, the crown should be with our family. Like, Rhaenyra is the rightful queen, da 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 da. And then, you know, in the final episode, we see um, people like pledging their allegiance to the queen, to, to Rhaenyra. She, and he's like, you know, I'm your prince, la la la, all of this stuff. I love to see it. Mm. And suddenly, our Damon comes back. <laughs> a bad Damon. And essentially what happens is Rhaenyra is like, oh, but I want to live out. Like he, sorry, he wants to fight because at this point, um, the Green family, Alicent's family, Alicent's high son. T- the Hightowers. The Hightowers have now become, what's his name? Aegon. Mm-hmm. Look at me, knowing names. Aegon is now king. Obviously, Damon and them are mad because it should be them. Damon's like, let's fight. Rene was like, no, no, we shouldn't fight. It's the song of ice and fire. Like, just like daddy said. <laughs> daddy said, you know, we should be united against, against the one, like all of the, what are they called? Consistent. White walkers. Mm. Yeah, all of the, all of the kingdoms should come together mm. to fight the white walkers because that's the real enemy, right? Mm. She's like, that's what daddy said. That's what's important. And suddenly Damon's like, what you're not going to do is try and use folklore here, right? He gets very upset because, like, I think he kind of realises that, you know, his brother was actually never, ever, 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 ever going to let him be king um, by telling Rhaenyra the prophecy that he had, right? Anyway, sorry, I'm digressing a lot here. I still this to say that then Damon takes her neck and literally strangles her. And I said, I don't know where Damon's going to be next season. I'm not sure. Mm. Because that's a lot. For me. Anyway. Is it a lot for this world, though? It's, it's not a lot for this world, but I feel like I feel like his death is coming soon. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like he's going to die soon. And we'll get, we'll get into why. But I think basically agree with almost everything you said. 
Like, give me, yeah, give me but, a psychopath, give me a psychopathic character, you know, with like no eyebrows. Sure, like let's go, let's go. The no eyebrows. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I think, <laughs> I think Damon early on, I thought Damon was going to be the villain. I was like, oh, he wants the throne. It's going to be like Rhaenyra versus Damon for like who gets the yeah. throne at the end of it. And then when Viserys was dying, and I think Viserys has this line towards Damon where he's like, it was never about the throne, or was it? Some, some, I think someone insinuates, um, or did I take this from somewhere else? But like, it was never about the throne for Damon. I don't think not not fully about the throne. I think what he wanted more than anything else was his brother's approval. He was never going to go against his. He was never going to go against his brother to like take the throne from his brother. That was that was not in the cards for him. He's been done that to be fair. He's he's he's, mad enough to do that. He and he said from all along, like looking at the way he was behaving and his actions, even in the step zones when Viserys offered to send him aid and help, and he's like, no, I'll do it myself. I think he always just wanted to be by his brother's side. His brother never made him hand over the king. And he says that. He's like, you made a flipping Otto Hightower your hand. Why didn't you make me your hand? I'm your brother. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. your only brother. So I think a lot of a lot of their relationship has just been about him wanting Viserys' approval. So when Viserys passes and he's looking for who to blame, is obviously going to the Greens. The Alicent, he's, the first thing he says is, they poisoned him. Even though he saw the state that Viserys was in, was in. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. thing he says is, he was poisoned. Let's yeah, yeah, go yeah. kill them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's sad. I t- like, and I think that's a lot of where the aggression towards Rhaenyra came from. Where she's mm. like, I don't, I don't want to be the queen of the ashes. Shout out to you know, that's a callback to Daenerys' line as well. Oh, I'm not mm. a queen of the ashes, and then obviously and then burns like, down burns the everything down. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think so. I think when Rhaenyra's trying to. Mm-hmm. You know, counts counsel peace. He's like, no, 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 no. revenge, revenge, mm-hmm. revenge is, is what mm-hmm. I need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see where that goes. I think the reason I don't think Damon's going to die right now is because he has to fight Aemon. They look too similar. Damon has to I fight Aemon. Their names are too similar. And Aemon looks at da- at Damon with this reverence. When Damon killed Lord Corlys's brother in front of his, chopped his head off because you know yeah. he he was he was a. Uh, he was saying a lot. He was saying yeah. a lot of things was, that didn't need to be trifling. said. He was trifling. trifling. He was trifling. <clears throat> um, so when Damon cut his head, if you see that, like, just look at Eamon's face when this happened. Eamon is like... Every, like, every time they look at each other, it gives me chills, I'm not going to lie. Like, I can't wait for that fight. It, like, there's a weird, and, you know, don't correct me because I don't want to be corrected. There's a weird, like, sexual tension there. Okay. <laughs> I've said it now. I've said it now. I've said it now. All, anyway, all the Targaryens are hooking up with other Targaryens. It's very much yeah. in their, you know, their 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 wheelhouse. Um, yeah. So um, who, who knows? I, I understand. I understand like your logic in terms of like why you don't think Damon will die. But why not? Do you know what I mean? As in, like, if you're saying that there should that there can only be one person who looks in that in this frame. Mm. And one person with this particular name, why wouldn't it be Damon? Why would it be Eamon? I feel like it'd be more reckless if it was Eamon, because Eamon, that boy, I, has, I feel he like has, it, he has more issues than Damon to me. So let, let's get into that because that's actually the last line I had on, on these story beats is, is in a nutshell, <laughs> fuck them kids. Yeah. Um, All but, of the descendants are just tapped. But Eamon, and Eamon is beginning with Eamon because I think. No matter what, he will have to receive his comeuppance. Aemon is the person who essentially began what is called the Dance of the Dragons. 
So the, obviously all this tension was here. Rhaenyra didn't want to go to war. It was yeah. possible Rhaenyra was really going to accept Alicent's demands. Say, you know, what? it's fine. You, you're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep Dragonstone. We're going to keep um, uh, the drift. Um, we're going to keep, you know, you're, you're, you're going to, you're not going to, you know, call into the legitimacy of my, my children's birth and everything yeah. else. Like yeah. it's fine. But with the death of Luke, Lucerys, I think he's actually yeah, called, but yeah, the death yeah, of yeah. Luke by Aemond, that kicks off everything. And yeah. I think Aemond will have to face the music at some point for that. Um, whether that's delivered by Daywood or not, it's kind of irrelevant. I think the swift hand of justice will find his neck at some find point. Um, yeah, and we see with the way Damon's storyline ends in season one. He goes into the dra- dragon pit, I guess, stuff, and he finds what is actually the dragon's name is Veramoth, or um, it's like a it's wild the, dragon, isn't it? It's the second biggest dragon in the world right now. So obviously, wow. Vagar is is ridden by Amund, but the and the second biggest one, which is very close to Vagar's size, is is um, this one that, yeah, uh, Vermithor, Vermithor. One, once ridden by King Jaehaerys the first. Okay. Um, it's a big ass dragon, as you can see when um, Damon went to go and greet it. So, I think recruiting that dragon to their side, and they have more dragons. They have like thirteen dragons compared to like yeah. three on the green side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. But anyway, fuck them kids because they're the reason everything kicked off. Both our favorite episodes, episode eight, is particularly which I like. I mean. <sighs> Even before episode eight, when they fight as kids, it's because Aemond, you know, uh, takes Vagar or, or yeah. bonds with Vagar, which yeah. is which is dragon that belonged to um, the the mother of Rayla and Baylor, I think Damon's ex-wife. Damon's um, ex-wife, yeah. Um. So and then and then all the, all hell breaks loose. Luke cuts out. Eamon's eye and he Eamon holds on to that holds on to that I kind of I love yeah. that interaction when, when yeah, Eamon right. saw him at Storm's End and was like I'm not going to kill you but I will I will take your eye like yeah. it's time like the yeah. chickens are coming with the roost you're not leaving here without giving me the eye yeah 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 that whole time I'm like yeah no serious you're, and you're not making does, out you're dead it does make you think as well like you know when Alison um in episode oof, chow, I don't remember the episode now was it episode six maybe or episode five when um, Alicent gives, um, I think that's Rhaenyra. even episode seven. I feel like that happens the episode before, maybe or episode six. So, yeah. so when yeah. Alicent, um, basically Alicent is rife because obviously her, her child has just been has just lost his eye. So mm-hmm. Alicent is like an eye for an eye in it. Like let me take your eyes. Like let me take the eye of the son that hurt my son. Mm-hmm. Um, like it makes you wonder now. Like if they'd actually gone through with it, that boy would still be alive today. Mm. <laughs> that boy would still be alive today. Maybe there will be no war, you know. But obviously, we can't think like that. Maybe. I mean, I feel like it was—it was always gonna—it's always gonna pop up at some point. Just Aemond, yeah. and it's the way it happened as well. Like Luke, Luke was there. Like I'm not—I'm not a fighter. I'm here. I'm a messenger. I'm not a warrior. I'm a messenger. He just wanted to get any the whole time. He's like, I just want to give a message and leave. And then Vega was like, oh, not Vega, like, Eamon's like, no. But the thing is, as well, just to add, I think it's, it's important. Eamon didn't want to kill Luke. Eamon wasn't trying to kill Luke. Yeah. He didn't. He's he's they're all children. Eamon, Eamon was 
fucking about for lack of a better way to to, to phrase it like and not understanding that these beasts these dragons they can't be fully controlled yeah like they are primal like you know you can't just go you can't just go blowing fire in my eye and think i'm not gonna do something bruv sorry (laughs) if i like if i'm a dragon yeah was that in the script? Is that what Vega? Is that, is that what Vega said line for line? Because well, I'm, I'm no, sure that was, that was in the script. It was written down. That's how it was written. Yeah, you think you're gonna blow fire in my eye? You think you're not gonna catch these hands? Try again. It's try again. Try and, now when you're spitting half. It's literally yeah. that. Literally. Crazy. <laughs> literally. And and even even on the, on the other side, I think uh, with Luke, like Luke wasn't. I don't think Luke ordered. Arax to attack Vagar, like he's trying to escape, but but they, they, again the dragons are behaving how they want to behave because they're they're moving off instinct. They're trying to protect themselves. Yeah, man. and it's just kind of sad to see. Sad. I mean, the character, but it felt sad to see to see how it happened. You're like, ah, oh, Luke, escape, escape, and then yeah. escape, and then Amos face at the end says so, so all really where he realizes this he is it. This. Yeah. this is this is this is it. There's no yeah, coming yeah. back from this. Yeah, so crazy, um, and then also just like this might be one of the final points of this now but like in terms of fuck them kids like the writers really said fuck them because how is our good sister Rhaenyra losing two children in one episode let's talk about it let's talk about it <laughs> I saw I saw a video saying how this episode was all about loss because it starts off with Rhaenyra losing her father losing the crown losing obviously her the, her two children um, there's so much loss in here for Rhaenyra. Is like, how much can she really take? Seriously, yeah. like this, it's like no wonder she would then be like, "Yeah, we're fighting." Like it's on site because yeah. you can only take so much before you break. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. This is pulling out this baby from her fanny and then talking about. Oh, that's another thing. Actually, I will. I will just say this one thing. As a person with a vagina, there's no way. On God's green earth, you're giving birth to a dead baby and then riding, riding a dragon shortly after. I'm so sorry. They tell you to sit tight for six weeks. You did not wait six weeks. You were in pain. I didn't appreciate that personally because yeah. it's false advertising. You can't do anything. <laughs> we, even, we saw, we saw Renira do the same, do like, a similarly wild feat when she gave birth to maybe it was Luke at the time and and then got a message from Alison, you know, the queen demands to see you. And then just walking, still bleeding, sure like afterbirth and everything else like she's dealing with, still like, okay, let's go. Like I'm let's going go. to march. Let's go. Like life goes on. Crazy <laughs> um, I couldn't believe it. I said, you mean you've spread your legs to climb this dragon after shortly giving birth two hours ago? Okay, obviously you yeah. don't know time frame. But yeah. that was just something that I noticed as a woman. I was like, girl, I know you're in pain right now. I know you The last Fuck Them Kids I wanted to mention, actually, just before we move on to your production stats, um, potentially is Aegon. We even we didn't mention Aegon. Aegon the second at this point. Now, the which king, one the king, the king. So we've had the queen who never was. We've had like the, the black queen in terms of uh, Rhaenyra. The kid, <laughs> this area is a peaceful... And then you have the king, the the king. I don't know what you call Aegon, the king who didn't want it, the king who didn't want oh, to be king. That Aegon, the way I had to really think, like who's Aegon? <laughs> yeah, Aegon the uh, second. 
you know, we don't we don't have to spend too long on him, but I do think his storyline is going to become a lot more integral to this. Whole, I mean, he's the king, obviously, so storyline is where the plot is now coalescing around. Yeah. But I think his decisions to be, well, a rapist, sorry, for lack of a better word, yeah. um, and, 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 and how he behaved around Flea Bomb, um, and having all these children, these these bastard children, I think that's going to come back around. Oh, um, because that gets in, that gets introduced in at, towards the end of this season when like, oh yeah, he has a lot of children around, like like bastard children, which which means there are a lot of potential dragon riders hanging about. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. I read somewhere. I read somewhere that there's like twenty dragons or something. It's like that, yeah. that dance of of dragons or whatever. That's gonna be crazy, dog. Yeah. Like and. So. Which which will lead me nicely onto why like this um franchise of of this TV show is is so expensive. <laughs> Take it <laughs> away. If you've, got, if you've got twenty dragons that you're trying to CGI and digitize and whatever it is they do in them computers them there, that's expensive. <laughs> that's expensive. Um, and obviously this season, um, this spinoff show has way more dragons in it already in season one. Than it did in pretty much the whole of season, um, sorry, in the whole of the Game of Thrones, um, mm. the original show. Um, so would you like to know how much it costs to produce season I would. one? I would. Season one of House of the Dragon cost a whopping $200 million. That's $20 million per app. It's astounding. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And just just for um reference, season one of Game of Thrones cost roughly like six million. And then their eighth season, the worst season, cost roughly uh fifteen million. So more than the last episode of um sorry, more than the last season of Game of Thrones. Wait, it, so you're saying you're saying it costs twenty million per ep. Per per, sorry, two hundred two hundred million for the whole season of House sorry, of the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. And the final season of Game of Thrones was fifty million per ep or per whole per 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 per, per ep. Sorry, per ep. But yeah, so even then, like the budgets increased, like still quite significantly, which I I find interesting given how Game of Thrones ended, um, and the position it now has it in the zeitgeist that they're still like mm-hmm. they know it's a bankable property regardless, and they're and they're right, they're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Wow, it's it's crazy and. Then you think about shows like, um, what's that new one that came out on Amazon Prime? The Jungle? Lord of the Rings one. Oh God, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, we'll come back to Lord of the Rings. So we do have this so in the industry news section. So we'll come back to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and... we'll, we'll come back to that. But shows, shows are really like spending, as in like, sorry, net, TV networks and like streaming services and stuff are really spending money, like big, big bills. Mm. But they're getting the rewards because at the end of the day, like HBO have now greenlit like you said well definitely season two but um george rr martin is saying that should there should be at least four seasons mm-hmm. um and they confirmed that there was going to be season two straight after um mm-hmm. the first episode aired because of how well um the premiere was yeah it was like hbo is like the biggest premiere um to date which yeah. is bunkers so yeah um it took 11 months to film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to do most of it was in the UK some of it was in California some of it was in Spain um but what I do like about Game of Thrones is that like it is it is 
like while it's a HBO show, it is still very British. Like when mm-hmm. I was looking at like who who was working on the show, et cetera, et cetera, like I'll click on an editor and they're like, oh, British, British editor. Da-da-da-da. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I like that America isn't getting all of the credit for the show, essentially, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, yeah, and then the showrunners. So I didn't realize that Miguel, Miguel Sapochink. Sapochink? Sapochink. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the director of the like the most critically acclaimed episode of Game of Thrones um, ever. The Battle of the Bastards, that episode in season six. Um, so he was originally a showrunner on the on House of the Dragons. Mm. But he's not going to be the showrunner moving forward. I'm not sure why. And I need to know why, because I'm not sure if it's like beef. But like having two showrunners anyway, like, like I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not uncommon. It's not, it's not uncommon. But I can imagine, like, you know, and just, just in case you don't know what showrunner is, sorry, it's um just like essentially like the executive producer, um, in charge of like all of the creative decisions, essentially. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to consider, and I imagine if you have two like powerhouse people trying to make decisions. Um, but maybe I'm just creating beef where there isn't none. Yeah, I wouldn't because I mean we've <laughs> seen we've seen it with I mean the whole of Game of Thrones obviously ran by D and D. Yeah, and and even Insecure, which obviously we, we spoke about Insecure as a show. Um, yeah. Two showrunners, Issa Rae and and Prentice, uh, Prentice Penny. Yeah, Penny. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's a common, it's a common. Look at you stirring like, is there beef? No, it's like, I'm just curious. I'm curious. No, because Prentice and Issa lasted five seasons. Yeah. Y'all less than one. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, but anyway, shout out to Ryan Colonel Condal, anyway, um, who is now the showrunner of um like solely the showrunner of House of the Dragons, which you know, for, judging from the first season, I'm excited to see where we're going with this. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, we believe in you. Please don't give us a rubbish ending like we got in Game of Thrones. That would just be I'm, disappointing. Because the because the book uh, has actually ended, I'm confident that you know you can't you can't you can't mess it up in terms yeah, of the ending. Exactly. The, the, end, the ending's already been decided. I think D and D the show runs of Game of Thrones went off the rails when you know the TV show ran ahead of the books and they had to then write the plot. Yeah, um, yeah clearly didn't know what they were doing and there was other stuff in there about them just wanting to wrap up the show so they could move on to star wars which i don't think they even have anymore i think i got taken away um so i'm i'm confident i'm 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 cautiously confident that you know we'll get a really really good show completely out of this yeah 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 um and it's hope i think all of this is also hopeful to um the other spin-offs that they have in the in the making i was meant to send you a link um there's loads <laughs> there's loads there's so many like and uh, for me personally this is like this would be my first outside of like the disney cinematic universe um this would be like my first like real like fandom show i guess in the sense of like with so for example i i wasn't a massive lord of the rings fan i've seen the first film and i said that's nice and that's all i've seen whereas like you know some people I've seen The Hobbit. They've seen um, this new prequel show. 
um, blah, 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 blah etc. Mm-hmm. Same with um, Harry Potter. Like, it took me so long to complete that franchise. So this is the first franchise that I've that I'm actually invested in, and I and I really enjoy, and I'm loving, and I'm excited to see what else they're bringing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am overwhelmed already <laughs> by how much they're trying to to make. Um, yeah. But I guess I just need to. I, I, I I'm also convinced that I need to read the books as well. Um, so I'll probably I'll probably get into that and update you guys. Um, but Kojo, who? What was your favorite episode? Has to be episode eight. Has to be episode eight. Um, the episode where Viserys actually dies at the end of it is where yeah. I thought it was the perfect episode of to to kind of encapsulate the season because it has the chaos, it has the infighting, but it also has like this like wonderful moment which was forced towards the end where Viserys count like demands that they you know they come together, they're a family, you know they can't yeah. move forward when when they're all like each other's throats, and then they like you begin to see the cracks beginning to mend between Alison and Rhaenyra and like mm. they say things which are quite earnest mm. um, and then kids fuck it up kids fuck it up Finished. kids fuck it up and then, and that's it, it, it like it, who, who was it that was coming talking about Mr. Steal Your Girl which one was it like <laughs> basically yeah one of, one of these kids both of them because Aegon was talking to uh uh can't I can't remember his name Jace, Jace, is is talking to Jace about because Jace hadn't had hadn't had like sex with a woman at this point. So he's like, oh, you know, if you want, if you want, if you want a real man, come to me. It was was his whole mo to to Jace's betrothed, and then Jace went and took his wife, which is also his sister, and then dance was dancing with her, and it was crazy. And and Aemon also feels a way about the sister because Aemon looked at Aemon looked at Aegon like, yo, are you gonna? You're gonna just allow him to, like, <laughs> and then lot. the parents just—they're just looking, just just observing. These men are all doing Mrs. To your girl, Chase songs. Oh, to your daughters. It was, <laughs> it was a really, really good episode, um, yeah, and and the way it ended, obviously with with the like sort of the the monologue from the series. I saw. Have you seen? Have you seen the the meme of like Walter White? From Breaking Bad in the yeah. truck where he's yelling, um, <laughs> I'll send it to you after this. But it's basically like when when Viserys is giving the speech to who he perceives to be Rhaenyra because he's, he's you know saying like Aegon, you know the prince was promised everything else, which turns yeah, out to yeah. Jon Snow. Um, that he thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra, he's obviously talking to Alison. And then the meme is like, well, all right, in the car go, no, no, Viserys, that's not, that's not, that's not Rhaenyra, no. And he's like yelling through like the truck window. It's, it's, it's so stupid. But it's one of those moments where you're like, again, again, I said this earlier, cliche as hell, you know, the whole like misinterpreted message and then she's going to run yeah. with it. But what you said is true, rings very true for Alison, that she's a duty-bound person. Alison, yeah, I don't think would have put Aegon on the phone without hearing this message. And she took it because exactly. he says Aegon. He's like, yeah. Aegon. Not knowing, maybe, I don't know if Alison really knew this or, or didn't know this, but like, Rhaenyra has named her other son Aegon as well. Yeah. So. Even that's, I mean, you know, you know what? I'm blaming, I'm blaming, I'm blaming them, man. I'm blaming yeah. Rhaenyra. Bear names. Need better names. Need better names. Like, we need more names. Well, I'm to copy, or, or 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 like adding a quirk or, or or adding even like a, a James. I don't know. I just it's just something other than one or four names that you have on your rotating. Like, you know, we'll take we'll take a Koja, we'll take a Queenie. You know what I'm saying like, 
let's be let's be serious people here and just stop naming cousins the same name please i'm confused Please. <laughs> um, confused. anyway carry on sorry queenie yeah episode eight no, that's okay episode eight was also my favorite episode um and so i did my due diligence and i googled who directed it <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it was directed by a woman called gita vasant patel mm-hmm. and then i was like okay who are you? Never heard of you. <laughs> um, and when I was doing my Googles, I was on IMDb, obviously. Um, and I saw that her credits include The Mindy Project, Dead to Me, Atypical, Superstore. And these are all shows I love. Okay? Mm. These, are, these are shows that are a bit of me. And I was trying to figure out, like, how she got from, like, shows that are so uh, very comedy-focused, um, not so much, like, not at all in the genre of what we're talking about here in terms of Game of Thrones and House of Dragon and stuff. And I, was, I was trying to figure mm. out like, like how she did it. Do you know what I mean? But then I realized actually episode eight was probably the perfect episode to direct for mm. her because what this what this show and the other shows that she's directed before have in common is the fact that like they are very much relational shows. Like in the mm. sense of it's how people are interacting with each with each other and. Um, like, you know, very, very script-heavy shows, I guess, um, which, you know, can't be said for the episode that Miguel um, directed, for example, in season six, where it's just bare man in a field fighting in the Battle of the Bastards. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, Gita Girl, you did a great job. Mm. I love Honestly. that episode. Um, and shout out to the writer as well. I've forgotten who the writer is. I'm so sorry, but um, maybe if you're listening. Um, <laughs> But yeah, shout out to you, man, because fantastic episode for me. Definitely was the peak for me. And I think I remember seeing a graph actually on like Wikipedia and it was like, it so it was kind of steady, like season one, sorry, episode one, two, three, went, peaked in season four, then mm. was steady, um, peaked in episode eight, and then kind of dropped episode nine, mm. and then went up a bit, episode 10. And I feel like that definitely encapsulates like how I felt about the season. Mm. Um, but it doesn't make me any less excited for season two. Yeah, honestly, I'm super excited. But that being said, um, we're probably not going to get season two for another two years. It's not going to come out until 2024 is what I'm hearing. Um, I think yeah. they're f- yeah, filming next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, not planning, so. to, not planning to stop Dutch until to next year. You would like this this little tidbit I heard um, actually from Alison's actor. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I'll try and yeah. get the podcast up. But essentially, um, what I learned is that they had three units filming simultaneously throughout the show. No. Mm-hmm. Three units. And for it, so for anyone who's not aware, I mean, Queenie, do you want, actually do you want to explain what a unit is? Uh... I mean, <laughs> sure. Um, if I can, I don't really know if I can. Yeah, because like I don't even know where, where to begin. I, 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 I don't guess, know where to begin. I, 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 get, I guess, I guess, as a team, it's best. Maybe it's best look at like a team or fil- of people filming. So, what the the perception I had of the show was that you know they'd spend you know you have like a maybe like a, a, a runtime like se- se- production time of seven months or whatever it is eight months eleven months, um, and I thought you know they were filming episode one to three with these because you have different casts with the kids. Then you, you have these lot, then you have with these lot. No, they were filming all of those episodes simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. So you have a unit right. focusing on this cast of these episodes. You have a unit focused on these episodes. You have a unit focused on these episodes. Is my, my and that took 11 months as well to yeah. do three. 
simultaneously. Yeah. Like that is crazy. Olivia Olivia Cook is the actor who plays uh, uh, Alison, and Alison. she spoke about how um, she was looking at the call sheet for where you know what kind of location she was shooting on because she heard about Spain, all these places. All her shots, all her all her scenes were in Watford, apparently. <laughs> Watford, Stop. Watford, I guess Watford and Cornwall, and, and like I think they spent a lot of time in Cornwall. Yeah. I think most of them were in Cornwall. Um, yeah, she was yeah. like, yeah, she got, she wasn't <laughs> pleased. Um, yeah. wasn't over the moon at that but anyway 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 we'll leave it but was, was the show worth it for me in terms of like the 200 million dollars that they spent hell yeah man sure I mean, sure they... I mean it's not, it's not my money uh, yeah. yeah I put a billion into it <laughs> was it worth it absolutely and like I feel like the payoff you know the the payoff for me is gonna be is gonna be great I think like I'm excited to see them dragons dance, boy. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. So, mm-hmm. anyway, shout out to you, man. Shout, but yeah, pivoting then. Um, let's whistle through some industry news. So, it's been a ton of developments, film and TV. Um, so, Queen and I got some headlines we're going to go through um, before drawing this to a close. I guess starting off with a film that's come out recently, Black Adam. I haven't seen it, Queenie hasn't seen it. Both kind of middling on seeing it, but you know, you know, you know who isn't middling. You know who's over the moon right now, Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah, man. This Shout is this is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's. I don't want to keep saying his name like this is the Rock's biggest opening film, uh, whatever. I think uh, they've now they've now made 140 million. This is being reported on by Deadline. 140 million in um, international box office. Sales seventy three million from international box office, sixty seven from domestic. Um, so yeah, this is the Rock's biggest overseas and in and well US opening for a film. And the Rock's been around for a, for a minute. I mean, obviously That's he's been in Jumanji, Fast and Furious. Then there's like Tooth Fairy. The, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Tooth Fairy. Um, so a very very bankable actor. Um. Who has made a lot of bank with his film? Um, also, yeah. was going super hard on promo, so I'm, I'm yeah, I worked out for him. Um, yeah, I, I, guess. I saw him with um, Munya. Munya, mm. that was like a funny little video that I saw, and I really enjoyed that. And um, yeah. yeah, shout out to the Rock Man. I feel like <clears throat> for a film that I literally saw the advert, or I haven't even seen the advert for it. To be fair, I've seen it advertised a lot, um, mm-hmm. like on like buses and like you know billboards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I go past, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? So, and in my mind, I thought everyone thought like that, but obviously, like, that's just me being queenie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you telling me that, like, this is how much he's making and how it's like his biggest um, international feat, where blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm stunned, shocked. Um, yeah. And I, I'm kind of like, maybe I should watch it. And I mean, I have an Odeon card now, so I might as well. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. If I, if I do watch it, you'll be the first to know. Yeah, same. I mean, I feel like I'll watch it reluctantly. I'm not rushing to the cinema to see it, but I haven't been to the cinema in a while, actually. So I'm kind of itching to do so. Um, yeah. I think last one I saw was maybe two weeks ago. I saw The Woman King, which was great. But now I'm yeah. like, yeah, maybe I'll go and see this. Anyway, um, next story. The decision to leave, I just thought I'd get there now. Pardon? Said, sorry, that was really <laughs> unclear. 
the last film I watched was Decision to Leave. I watched it on Thursday last week. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. In the cinema. In the cinema. Nice. Same director. It was the director who um, did um, The Handmaiden and Old Boy. Okay. Yeah. Say no more. I'm, I'm yeah. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, next story we have here is about Ezra Miller. Um, he uses they, them pronouns. Um, now, this Ezra Miller is tough to talk about at this point because they are always in the news or have always been in the news as of recent, like over the last year at least, mm. um, for the wildest stories and headlines. Um, but what I kind of want to focus on at least um, in terms of what this headline focuses on is that Ezra's pled uh, not guilty to burglary. So recently was charged um, with felony burglary. Um, which carries a maximum of 25 years in prison. Um, Ezra, who's 30 years old, is accused of going into the neighbor's home without permission while they're out and stealing, stealing uh, and stealing bottles of alcohol. So they have pled not guilty. I think if 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 uh, if found guilty, yeah, face up 25 years. Queenie, what I want to ask you is, what do you think should happen, or will happen to the flash movie so the flash movie has been has been finished ezra is yep. the flash um this this movie also has uh michael keaton playing a heavy role in 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 it this is michael okay. keaton's return as the bat um, uh, in it. um there is oh, hold on really oh what a wreck this has Ben Affleck, obviously, in there as well. Uh, oh, Michael no. Shannon is in there playing General Zod. Um, so basically, all I'm hearing is, all I'm hearing is, yeah, there's a lot of people here who need to be redeemed um, in some way. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people here who, who, are using, who are using this film as part of the redemption story. <laughs> who are you talking about? Ben Affleck. He's still he's still on the rocks. I'm sorry, I'm oh. sorry. Ben Affleck is still on the rocks. Um, in terms of in terms of playing Batman, in terms of playing Batman, in terms of his personal life, like there's just a lot that's been going on with him. Okay. Well, okay. Um, Michael Keaton, obviously. I mean, that one's a little bit different. Yeah, but he like, is, he is fine. <laughs> yeah, Keaton's fine. Ezra, Ezra, an intervention. There's there's there's. There's a lot of complex things going on with Ezra Miller in terms of mental health and everything else, um, which I don't know. I, I obviously can't speculate on, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. But yeah. I want to know what they what they can do with the film. Like, what can well, they do with the film? At, at this, this point, point, you're just going to have to sit on it. You're going to have to sit on it and hope and hope that he doesn't um, get found guilty. That they don't get found guilty. Mm. Um, and if they don't get found guilty, then they need to lock them up <laughs> themselves <laughs> in the in the in the DC jail. <laughs> For at least a year. For at least a year. Give so it some time. Do, anything. do you know what I mean? Let things simmer. And then we go again. I think that has been DC's approach. Um, because this film has been in the works for a long 
time, as in since 2019. Wait, the project actually began in 2014. Crazy. Um, Crazy. And then obviously COVID, and so they've been waiting for a long time to, re- to release this film. Um, and obviously, yeah, like you said, he's they're going through some stuff and yeah. all of this stuff, so I, I get it. But it's also like, people people have already been paid. Like, the money has been spent. I don't, I don't know if they have been paid, though. That's the thing. I, I don't know what happens with that. I mean, usually... So like, go on. So, in, in my mind, it's like they pay, and then the returns is what they use to, like, to bolster back up, essentially. In my mind, it's like a loan. Like, yeah, they pay people, they loan them out, and then when the film comes out and they get their returns back, then they can figure out where it goes and whatever. That's, that's how it works in my mind, anyway. I don't actually know how it works, believe it or not, but I should probably Google that. Yeah, maybe, I mean, Mike, it's probably a contract thing. I'm, I'd imagine you might find cases where people, you know, it's in a contract, pay up front, or, but then a, yeah. lot of, a lot of contracts. I'd imagine maybe the standard is, you know, you'd recruit the money from box office sales, but exactly. it really depends on the actor. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you could, I, 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 basically everything you said, I think you have to sit on it. I think you have to sit on it. I don't think you can release, you definitely can't release the film without, you know, attracting all the attention surrounding exactly. Ezra, um, which also, may or may not be a good thing. Also, though, I feel like, especially because Black Adam is doing so well, and that's another DC bop, isn't it? Mm. So I feel like it's probably for the best because, like, you know, DC's been going downhill for some time. So, you know, and since it's such an anticipated film, mm. well, I didn't know about it till today, but mm. <laughs> since, it's, since it's such an anticipated film, um, let's let DC work on some stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's yeah. get the infrastructure right. And then, so when the film is released, then they can say, like, cool, we did it. Do diligence. Yeah. Um. Cracking on and trying to maybe speed through these. Ant-Man and Wasp, just a trailer dropped. Um, Quantumania, which Ant-Man 2 sits at the very bottom of my MCU film ratings. I I despise that film so much. It was not fun. It's not interesting. Um, but this one actually looks quite good. Surprisingly. Confession, confession I've never seen Ant-Man 2. That's like, fine. You know, you know how people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, every single Marvel film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that is that the only one you haven't seen, or is there a couple that, others in there? That's the only one I haven't seen, so, I, and intentionally, yeah, because no, in my I, mind, it's like I couldn't figure out what I needed to know from that film for the rest of for like it, Infinity War to make sense. Do you know what I mean? Um, it actually will have some bearing on this film because it introduces the idea of the quantum realm, but it's, right. it just it just mentioned. I mean. I I I'm envious of you because you haven't seen it, but then I'm also <laughs> I'm also not envious because you now might have to watch it just to connect the dots with this one. And I don't have to do that. <laughs> well, I'll use it as an excuse to go back through and watch all of the films in chronological order because I've actually never done that. Good time. Um, I do. But, I do. But this so this film has uh, stars. Uh, um, uh, oh, John, John Majors John Majors Jonathan Majors I'm saying John Majors like we're boys yeah John Majors 
Uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, um, one day, one day, you better speak that into existence. True, true, true. Again, yeah. I, I've been singing his praises since uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. I've seen that film yeah, so many well, times. Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal film. So glad to even yeah. get in his, his uh, just desserts. So he yeah. stars, uh, he plays Kang, who's the big bad of this. And now, due to be the big bad of this, you know, next phase that MCU is heading in, and playing all these different types of characters for anyone who's seen. I mean, I won't, let, me, let me not say the particular Marvel show, just in case you haven't seen it, but he does play yeah. a villain um, in, in a Marvel show, and you see how that villain is going to enter into the, 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 yeah, yeah, the fray yeah. of other stuff. Um, but he's yeah. also John Jonathan Jonathan, Jonathan Majors playing um, the uh, main fighter in Creed Three. Yeah, so, the main opponent. Booked and busy. His agent yeah. phone is blinging. But sin. Like so I'm happy I would just him. like to use this moment to say, um, Jonathan, if you're listening. Hmm. Um. This, this lonely podcast <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan if you're listening um, when I watched your GQ interview on YouTube which you can obviously watch if, is this yeah. the 10 things he can't live without this is the 10 yeah. things he can't live without and you know I fell in love with you when I finished watching that and I would just like to say um, courage not you, you know what I mean. not you shooting your shot on on the spot. on the airwaves. I have to on, because on the airwaves. No, I respect you it. You know, you have to. You know, it, it is what it is. It is um, what it is. And when you know what you want, you gotta go after it. Amen. You know I mean? Um, last two bits of news here: Boiling Point TV series starring Stephen Graham confirmed for BBC. So this has been reported on by Empire Online. Basically says that Boiling Point, which is a really, really good film, I'd highly recommend people watch it if you want mm-hmm. a good hour or so or just 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 anxiety mainlined into you. Uncut gems, but in a kitchen. Uncut gems in the kitchen. So yeah. uncut gems in the kitchen. Um, and for anybody who's seen the bear, it's very reminiscent of the bear episode seven in the kitchen. Um, well, yeah. The bear is in the kitchen, but as a, as a feature film. Um, but yeah, so they've 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 uh, this has been greenlit to be a TV show with the same creative creative um team who produced the film. So excited to see what this becomes. Um, the series will be comprised of five hour long episodes. And filming is set to start early 2023. So keep an yeah, eye yeah. out for that. I am um, really happy for them um, for that because Boiling Point was a fantastic film. Yeah, um, like Technically and also just like story-wise as well, it was really good. Yeah. Um, but I was saying to Kojo before, like, do we need two kitchen shows? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, okay, the, the, the bear is an obvious yes, and I'll take more. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Sure, just just don't uh, just. I, I just don't want the bear to be worried. You know what I mean? Thank you. And no shaking, please, because that show has my whole being right now. Yeah. The um. Last bit of news here then is the twenty. This would be twenty five most expensive TV shows of all time. So we actually lose this quick. Uh, alluded to this earlier on Queen you mentioned 
the show is actually ranked as number one, but I won't start with number one. I'll start with number five and then make my way. <laughs> and I say, I mean, it's all dominated by the same studio, Disney Plus, funneling money, you know, everywhere they can. Number five, mm-hmm. so the most expensive shows on the most expensive show of all time list. This is being reported on by Cleveland.com. Um, the One Division budget per episode twenty five million. Um, really? Falcon and the Winter Soldier, same twenty five million. Hawkeye, same. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I still haven't seen that, by the way. But I've heard it's crap. It, it's Falcon it ranks Soldier, it ranks really? as the worst of a lot of people's lists. Not not the worst of my list. Or yeah, maybe they're the worst. Like maybe it's at the bottom of my of my list. But they're all kind of mid to me. They're all they're all mid to me. So it's like, uh. goodness gracious me, that must be like COVID costs because that's a little COVID tax. Twenty five million per episode. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so you have Hawkeye, Falcon, One Division, all coming in at the same. Then you have Stranger Things, budget per episode thirty million. Um, okay. Make it. I want to start just for that's probably for the most recent season, and mm-hmm. then the most expensive show of all time, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power, budget per episode fifty eight point one million. Most expensive TV show of all time has a budget of just under one billion for its first five seasons. They've greenlit five seasons before the show was even out, and it's it's. It boggles the mind. Firstly, I'm always happy to see Amazon lose money. I can't lie. It, it fills me with glee. It fills me with glee. No, I, I never want to see anybody lose their jobs. I'm glad people have like really gainful employment. But if Amazon are throwing money down the drain... You know. Oh, you mean Amazon in general? Fine. Yeah. Okay. okay, sorry. Because I actually quite like Prime. I'm not going to lie. Sure. Um, I'm but, it's convenience. But, but the company... Hmm. In terms of like, we are... We are um, you know, anti-capitalist, even though I've got Nike trainers in my bag. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Um, eat the rich, etc. Yes, we love it. You spend that half a million, half a half a billion pounds, and it and it and it goes. No, it's just it. just under a billion for the first five seasons. It's it's it's. I don't know how they break this down. I guess a billion per per season. Uh, so a billion per season. And, gonna work work this out now i don't care it's a lot of money 250 it's like, million it's like 450 for one for the first season isn't it 450 million hmm. i guess that probably is 450 million. it's a lot of money yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of money but um i was speaking to my friend about um the season today because he's like a big um Lord of the Rings. I don't know if he's a big Lord of the Rings fan, but he's a Lord of the Rings fan nonetheless. Um, and he said it was like eating baby food. <laughs> now I don't know what that means, really, but it, like if someone describes a show to me as eating baby food, mm. I'm not inclined to watch it. No, I saw I saw the first I saw part of the first episode. I like Lord of the Rings as um, a world. I'm really, in, I'm not massively into the lore, but I have spent like an increasing amount of time, even before the uh, TV show dropped, just on YouTube, just like learning about characters outside mm. of the films and whatnot. 
Um, but I couldn't get through the first episode. I was just, it just, it's not even, it's not like it's poorly made. Clearly, it looks very expensive. Um, mm. But just something about it is just not hitting. And it's hard to pinpoint why. I mean, I'll try and get through the season, but then I've, I've heard a lot of people say exactly the same thing. Mm. Um, where it's just not, it hasn't been well reviewed. I think, um, if you bear with me, I'm going to quickly check the Iron BB. Maybe Rod Tomeo score. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Reasonably well reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. So get this. 85% uh, average tomato meter. So that's the critics. Eight gave in 85%. Yeah. The audio score, however, 39%. Now that is a discrepancy. Critics are lauding it. But the audience is not. Critics are loyal, are, are loving it because they're getting paid to. So, because um, Jeff Bezos is everywhere. No, I mean, but then I know this also. That being said, I know there might be a, a couple of reasons for why this has happened. A, like I said, people just not enjoying the show, which you know is to be expected. There's also there was also a huge wave of people who were review bombing the show because it had like black characters in there so lenny henry who plays a very prominent like hobbit figure be like oh you know why black people are in middle earth and what like is that sort of oh, wokeism is killing our our tv shows and it's like um Goodness. shut up yeah is <laughs> one of those things so um yeah it's hard to unpack um, there are, what I'm trying to say is there's probably a multitude of reasons why the score could be where it is in terms of the audience review. But I do know a lot of people also just aren't enjoying the show. And um, I'm hoping to finish it, but I can't guarantee that. How many episodes is it? Ten? One season. Um, eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing that. That's too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's like three too many <laughs> yeah. yeah outrageous outrageous anyway well yeah that's it for the news roundup elements here um yeah it's been, been busy yeah man it's been crazy we're so happy to be back so happy to be back on the airwaves on the podcast um and yeah stay tuned guys um stick around We've got some cool content lined up for you mm-hmm. over the next couple of months. So, sure, we'll we'll go with that. We'll run with that. Yeah. Um, follow follow uh, our social platforms. So we're on Instagram and Instagram mainly, but also TikTok as well. EAC uh, underscore pod. Um, no, that's that's a lie. That's not so a lie. lie. It's a critics. A it's a critics pod. But if you type in EAC, if you type in EAC, everyone's a critic will come up. But it's the critics pod. Um, follow us on YouTube as well. Um, because yeah, we're hoping to put out some more great content. So um, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. Thank you all, and yeah, coach. Speak to you in a minute. Peace.